Hello, I'm Chris Brown, Fleet Group Editor, and welcome to another episode of Fast Forward Interview Series. Fast Forward is about connecting with leaders in fleet, tech, and automotive to show what the future holds for fleets of all types. In this episode, I interview Arun Rajagopalan, co-founder of Motorq. But before we begin, remember to follow and connect with us on social media. Be sure to subscribe to the Fleet Forward YouTube channel so you don't miss future episodes of Fast Forward. And hey, feel free to drop us a comment on the channel. Okay, let's get into it. Hey, Arun, welcome to the next edition of Fast Forward. Chris, uh, thank you so much for having me. Sure, great. Hey, let's just start out by um, what does Motorq do? <laughs> Go for it. Motorq, we are a software company, very specifically a car data uh, infrastructure software company. And you know, we work with uh, some of the large OEMs to extract data directly from their connected cars. Uh, to help large enterprises you know, that own and manage fleets, think large fleets or fleet management companies or uh, dealers and uh, you know, fleet services providers, et cetera, get the insights on those vehicles to enhance their operations, improve customer experience, you know, whatever uh, it may be. Okay, great. Thanks for that, Arun. Um, so where you sit, okay, data, 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 data. It just, the big data just keeps on getting bigger. So data collection for fleets is evolving. Um, talk about the ways that fleets are now starting to be able to take advantage of that data in ways they couldn't, let's say five years ago. Yeah, absolutely. See, the, the, you know, kudos to some of the earlier telematics companies that started doing this 20 years ago. <clears throat> you know, There's been data collected for, for a long time. And of course they used aftermarket hardware uh, through their applications, but you, you know, historically, uh, and even you know, uh, as recently as five years ago, the data was used for you know pretty narrow purposes and specific you know use cases. Uh, examples: Hey, where's my stuff? Uh, hey, did anybody drive off to you know across the border? Um, uh, how are my drivers driving? Have there been incidents, etc.? So it's been you know the the uses of data have been pretty uh, pretty focused, <clears throat> but in reality. Uh, the needs are larger, you know, fleet owners, operators, dealers, you know, whoever, they think of uh, pain points across the life cycle, right? Right from a, when a vehicle is manufactured, as it comes through the supply chain, as they pick it up throughout that life cycle, you know, you know, if you have EVs, there are a different set of questions. And, uh, you know, I think the new data sets that are available, the new analytics tools have, uh, have, now created the ability to answer those questions and solve those problems across that life cycle that fleets are interested in, right? Yeah, so what are the market trends slash catalysts that are helping to turn connected car data into actionable insights for fleets? Yeah, there are quite a few. Uh, I'd say, you know, primarily there's some awareness of fleet buyers as to what they're getting today and, uh, you know, some awareness around where this world is going, for example, with respect to OEM data, and we'll get into that, right? Uh, the OEMs are becoming major sources of, uh, of this data, and uh, that's, that's driving a lot of, you know, kind of the, what the future entails. Fleets, historically, they've had no choice but to 
to uh, work with uh, with these telematic solutions, the devices, uh, the install costs, etc. Uh, but now that newer choices are available, uh, fleets understand that they could they could change the game, right? You know, they're tired of devices. Uh, finally, there are now chip shortage issues, for example, that <clears throat> you know, as any fleet buyer might know. Uh, impacts vehicles, but also impacts, uh, you know, acquisition of hardware, aftermarket hardware for, for installation. So there are many forces and, and catalysts that are uh, changing what fleets, uh, you know, expect uh, going forward. Yeah, sure. No, really good points, Arun. Um, I mean, it, it still seems like actually that data lives in silos, right? And I mean, privacy and security, are ongoing concerns. I mean, it, it seems like to really drive these, you know, big game-changing insights that we really need to unify the data across multiple organizations and providers. Um, I mean, but how do we get there? Uh, are we there? Are we starting to uh, go down that path? Uh, I think there are two things required, Chris. There's a mindset change that's required by the organization, by the, by the buyer, by the asset owners. And there's a tool set change that's required. Um, it could be either you know, on, the, on the customer side, uh, but definitely on the tooling provider side, right? Um, so from a mindset standpoint, the ability to uh, see that you know, data about the asset coupled with data about the drivers, about schedules, you know, uh, maybe sales calls, uh, maybe uh, maintenance data, uh, fuel transaction data, et cetera, merging that, could uh, could really help uh, enhance the insights that uh, that they could get. So there's a mindset shift there, and that mindset shift drives the impetus to uh, to pull that data into your tooling provider. But then your tooling provider, second, that tool set must be pretty robust. That tool set must be able to ingest these, must be able to analyze, put data sets in context, and it's no more, hey, here is just the tire pressure, um, but it, hey, here's a tire pressure, and you know this is the type of vehicle, and this is the kind of environment that it's in uh, before you do, you know, take meaningful action on that data set. So that tool set is required. And this involves uh, building things like queryable data lakes, you know, where somebody could easily ask a question and get a response. At the end of the day, that tool set needs to make it super usable and easy for that end user, that fleet manager or whoever that is. And so those uh, those querying tools must actually evolve. And we're seeing some of that being deployed with uh, quite a lot of success now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the phrase fleet manager equals data manager is now more prevalent than ever and probably should be moving forward. I, I It almost feels like that these data sets are really kind of too big for one person to kind of manage the actionable insights, hence you need to partner with third parties. Um, I don't know, any insights into, into that evolution? Yeah, so, you know, different organizations uh, handle it different ways. Uh, you're right, uh, you know, fleet managers need to be data-driven and kind of, you know, uh, data-focused managers uh, today. Uh, their BI teams uh, may be able to supply data to a tooling provider, you know, or the IT team could uh, could expose some of that data. Um, if you look at a large fleet management company, they're doing this part really well, where they have different, you know, functions within the company coming together to say, hey, how do you solve a customer problem? Car data is one piece of it. 
let's pull in you know maintenance data or accident data or something like that to to enhance that and and so you know pulling in the business intelligence teams or the IT teams uh, into this conversation is is kind of critical to make progress yeah really good points yeah you know i wanted to circle back around on some uh, potentially cool outputs with um, connected cars in ways that we couldn't let's say uh, you know 5 10 years ago i think one you know, is in the order to delivery times. I mean, without having to have pay a subscription, let's say for a telematic service, that allows you a lot of flexibility. Where is the car in the order to delivery process or even probably locating a car uh, of your top salesperson, I guess, who there, there is no telematic system attached to that account, but you need to know where he or she is. I mean, is that along the lines of what we of the sort of cool outcomes of connected car uh, data and embedded modems? Yeah, absolutely. You know that that uh, that use case of uh, a, a large fleet ordering vehicles and not knowing when they'd come. You know, if you're if you put in an order for two hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars of vehicles, you you probably are owed an answer as to when that asset is, is coming, right? What the ETA is, where is it at uh, in, the, in that life cycle? And uh, now with, with the OEMs enabling this data right from the car, you're able to turn on and talk to that vehicle as it rolls off the assembly line, as it goes through the up, upfitter workflow, as it sits on a rail carrier or a truck carrier, as it appro- approaches your pickup point, which is usually a dealership, and as it enters that dealership, giving a signal to that fleet manager saying, your vehicle has arrived. And that is a phenomenal experience that you can solve only through this uh, embedded data stream. And by the way, to your earlier point, Chris, that data, that, that insight uh, is, is not just based on car data, but you have to pull in manufacturing data, you know, data about logistics, uh, you know, installers you know, or um, upfitters and all of that. So it's a, it's a big data problem. And there are ways to solve that right now. Well, Arun, you know, we've heard about the promise of OEM embedded modems installed at the factory. I mean, there's obvious benefits to that, right? I mean, foregoing aftermarket modems and the installation and uninstallation of those. But there's some challenges to making use of that data. Can you get into that? Yes, yes. It's super exciting that the OEMs have this uh, coming. Now, uh, not all, all OEMs are at the same level. You know, some have made more progress than others. But I think over time, most of the OEMs would have that uh, capability available. Uh, clearly, if you you know, depending on the, the mix of your fleet, uh, if you have older vehicles, now that that technology doesn't support, uh, you know, isn't supported in those older vehicles. So you still have to put in those aftermarket devices. Okay. Currently, some OEMs who have this capability sometimes offer it only in their higher end trims. And so there are challenges around, you know, if you have a work fleet and you're not, you know, willing to spend the money on, on higher end trims, you might uh, not have that capability in your vehicles. Uh, also, from a data set standpoint, it's not consistent today uh, yet across all OEMs. And actually, frankly, I, I don't know if it'll ever be consistent, but uh, as long as it's useful, it's good. You know, some of the inconsistencies around when the data is sent, you know, there are some OEMs that send the data only at ignition on and off. Uh, and, and sometimes in certain parameters, uh, the sampling frequency may be different from what, uh, you know, you have experienced in the past. So there are some, some uh, challenges there, uh, but net-net, uh, we think 
you know, the advantages far exceed the, the challenges today. And over time, the advantages are going to get better and the challenges are going to get lower. So we're really, uh, you know, we really look forward to a world when uh, a majority of the parking lot is covered by these, uh, these high capability, you know, vehicles. Well, great. Hey, Arun, uh, uh, thank you for the informative conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you again, Chris, for having me here.